All right, everybody, on today's show, we're doing a roundtable. Today's roundtable uh, is going to be the Corona roundtable, because guess what? The three dudes you're listening to on the podcast all had coronavirus. So uh, coming up on mic number one is yours truly, Bill T. Mic number two is George T. And mic number three, Eric DeJong. Eric DeYoung, who's uh, on the podcast, has been on the podcast before for a roundtable. What's up, guys? How you doing? How's it going, Bill? Oh, you know, just living my best life over here. Corona. Um, yeah, we we were all, all of us were down uh, for the past, so we'll just get up up to date, let you guys know in the VW scene, some of your uh, VW homies got uh, caught up with the Rona, which I don't think is a, a, such a rare thing anymore. And uh, we'll kick it off where uh, Eric got it first, right? Eric, you didn't get you didn't get a chance to show up to the Let's yeah. Talk Dubs. Nope, I missed the whole weekend. And uh, the wagon I was feeling one a little cruddy weekend. before the uh, the. Uh, the Bill and George crazy weekend, and I uh, went and got tested, and I stayed home. Yeah, that's that that's a that's a bad deal, bro. Yeah, I'm I a would, little bummed. I would be bummed, especially because this this year's been super suck. You know, um, there's been really nothing to do all year long. So we decided, you know, this whole thing that we did was in was spurred on by the Corey Mack and all those guys. We're going to do a drag race here in the beginning of the year. They reached out to us. We were going to couple up with them and do something, and then they, they shut their event down after Corona, and then this was going to be the one final thing. I mean, luckily, you came and got your T-shirts because you paid for your entry fee. I did. And all that stuff, so I, did, sa- I did save your shirts <laughs> because, let me tell you right now, people were hounding me for the shirts. They were like, hey, can I buy a shirt? And I said, no. Uh, the shirts are only for people that participate. What's your guys' take on that on that, uh, on that approach that I'm taking of like, you get a shirt if you're in the event. You can get one for you and for your spouse if your spouse is going to run. I agree with it. It's, a, it's it. an exclusive shirt for the poker run for the event. You know, I did have people reach out to me on Instagram and on Facebook and send me messages like, "Hey, I'd like to buy just an event shirt if I can." And I'd I say, say you should sell them. I mean, if you got leftovers, I'd well, sell no. Them. What I said the 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 event shirts are really only if you're in the in the rally. You know what I mean? Or the, mm-hmm. the poker Did you run. not? You, so I know you had the poker run shirts, but you didn't have mm-hmm. other nope. weekend. Okay. Nope. Well, I see. But so that's the difference, right? The difference was from my standpoint is that I, let's just not say I'm, let's just say I'm not the smartest guy about making money doing this stuff because I could have made a bunch of different shirts for just the event and then had the shirts for, uh, you know, the participants for the poker run. But the reality was, for the first event, my my and I kind of go back and forth with. I always think like the exclusivity of something makes it way more cool. Like if you have a shirt that only the people that were at the event would have that shirt. I mean, I don't know. What's your guy? I, I think it's super cool. I think it's it makes it more valuable. You know what? If someone wants a shirt, they could have paid the uh, registration fee, not shown up, just like me, and <laughs> still got their shirt. You could have. You could have. Yeah, and and that was my that was part of my thing about like another reason why you want to be part of this event, because when it's all said and done, let's talk about numbers, right? So I gave, I bought the shirts. The shirts cost me about a thousand bucks for the shirts, maybe a little bit less. And then, uh, I, I gave away the shirt. Plus I gave away 2000 bucks. So you're talking about 3000 bucks. It was all in. And I don't think I made 3000 bucks. No, on the event, which for me, it was less about making the money for the event. It was you knew more, that going into it, it wasn't going yeah, to yeah, yeah. That, uh, recoup the money from it. You did it more for, let's just do something. Let's put something out right. there. Right. And, and my point behind doing that is like, 
I did it so that there was something cool to happen. And I think the feedback that I got from tons of people was that it was a, it was a super good time. Now you had to watch from afar, Eric. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, I was on the other side of town. And um, how much was that? What, were, you, were you trying to follow along through like Facebook and Instagram and all that oh stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Instagram trying to find out who was all there, and especially as when you when you're doing the cruise, I was trying to find videos of who was posting up live stuff, and I couldn't find it till later in the evening. Yeah, if they were doing live stuff, and and maybe that's part of the thing. I think as we evolve into more of a a modern day show era, <clears throat> it may be of more value that we put something together to where. If there's a, an opera, because I started thinking this, like I thought, how cool would it be if I could somehow get five people, if I started a live stream and I got five people to jump in on the live stream from their perspective, because you know, you can invite people to live streams and they can jump in and you get a split view a camera. I thought, how cool would that be if I did a, a split screen or a zoom or something during the event from different perspectives, like maybe a different team leader for whatever. But that if you're not able to make it to the event, you're able to sit back at home on your computer and watch the event taking place. Yeah, yeah I thought that'd be kind of cool, right? If you yeah. could, if you could do something like that. So that'll be in the works for next year. Which, you know, speaking of next year, next year, like this year was a was an excellent learning experience. We got to actually put it to the road and see what happened. And I think any shortcomings that we experienced during the weekend will definitely be corrected for next year for sure. But I don't even think there were really that many. There, there we, had a, we had a couple of couple of mess ups, and it—I mean, obviously, uh, no one really noticed it. I can tell you that. But being one of the people that was helped putting it on, you saw, you saw when a couple of things went went a little not not sideways. Yeah, just but didn't I don't even think they went. Well. Th- I, I mean, listen for the for the type of event that it was, being the poker run, being a cruise. Listen, I think the poker run went flawlessly. The, the, the poker run, I think, went went really well, and that is a staple for sure. Um, as far as the cruise went. Well, I'd say uh, a pretty safe estimate would be we had sixty-five cars in that cruise, yeah, at least. and that was like herding cats. And it's and, and it, we went a long, we went fifty-seven miles or something like that, which was a pretty significant distance to keep sixty-five cars together. And we did an excellent job of regroup points and whatnot. My boys in Las Vegas Volkswagen Club that really helped pull it through on that one and make it happen um, to where there was some organization to the cruise. So no, I'm not saying it, it was, it was bad by any means. I think, uh, I got nothing but positive feedback yeah. from anybody who was involved in it. You and know? I don't think there's, I, I don't think there's any way to pull off a cruise, which is why you call it a rally. And there's more, there'll be more regrouping locations because there's, there's no way to keep that many cars. Together, no way. No matter what. No, we were just so long. We wouldn't make it through light cycles. Yeah. Like, and, and well, we we're on, we we're on major roads that, uh, that have nice long light cycles, but there were so many cars that unfortunately yeah, but, couldn't. And, and that's what I'm saying. There's that's an impossibility. So that you can't even count that as like a mess up or things, things like that, that didn't be, didn't go cohesively together. But I think more from the standpoint of having meetup locations, which is what we did. We had a meetup, you know, we'll drive to this point, yeah. everybody regroups, drive to this point, everybody regroups. And, you know, with, and realistically we were winging it. Like me oh, and you yeah. had driven it, and we discussed what we're yeah, going to yeah, do, yeah. but it was very different once we actually had the crowd of cars there. There was like, oh, and then I got. I mean, pulled. we literally changed. We had our first regroup spot and changed the direction we were going just because of the size of the group. Like we literally pulled into a gas station and occupied, and it's a large gas station, not yeah. a small one, and occupied the entire parking lot and four rows of Volkswagens filling the entire yeah. parking lot. That's so. the photo where I saw some of the people like around yeah correct three or four yeah, correct. Those yeah. Those and i mean we <laughs> when we did our sec our, our very last regroup right before our last stop we stopped in the world market parking lot 
and you can only go to the right next to the giant building. And we filled <laughs> that entire space as well when we got there. And I was like, holy crap. And we were there for like a good 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden you saw security, security rolling in people. from every angle. Like, okay, guys, hey, we don't have a permit to be here. Let's roll. <laughs> you know, but I mean, every, everybody had a really good time. I got so much positive feedback. Like when we got to our, our final stop where people could jump out and get lunch and all that stuff, I got really good positive feedback that everybody had a really good time with it. Yeah. I saw, I saw um, some of the SoCal guys posting up a lot of stuff on the Friday night strip cruise. Mm-hmm. Looked like there was a lot. That, I mean, there were some awesome photos. I want to say Alex was uh-huh. out there. Alex of Platform Media was there. Posted Eric. some really cool yeah. photos. I mean, you guys had some cool cars out on the strip. I there, there was a little fun going on between oh, yeah. some buses or something. Oh, no. There was, listen, man, it was, there was. Yeah, a, someone was running their mouth it on was their a, podcast. It was I, a, I ain't got my own podcast, but someone was, was a, running their mouth it was it. a big block big block 48 bus shootout on the strip and the carbon cab is victorious i don't care what anybody says bro uh we were laying down not only was i laying down patch i was laying down oil i was laying it all yeah. i was leaving it all on so, the mat bro so you have a double cab with a big block type yeah. four in it mm-hmm. super, george has a, super a full panel bus. well he was racing he's mentioned racing scott moses at this oh. point because scott moses was, has a double I, cab i was ha- i hammered scott like a hand hammered way, walk bro both so of them i like, worked on and built you're oh, <laughs> sleeping is that what you're saying no who scott was sleeping yeah, no scott was giving it all she had but between that his goofy feet and whatever he had going on bro you couldn't there was no match bro there was no match. really when it comes down to it our buses have the same motor in them and actually they don't I don't have the U.S. Navy motor in my bus. That was the original motor that was on my bus built for the U.S. Navy. That motor now resides in the back of the split window, made it to a Berg 5-speed for unadulterated power and high-speed cruising. What's, ab- in, the, what's in the carbon cab, then? The carbon cab is... Uh, Adam Wick built. That's the Wick's Well, no, 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 no. Let's be careful now. I don't want to blame Adam for that motor because that motor that's the motor that I bought from Steve's Type 4 parts Hang on, but 20 I years ago. Adam I, went back through and bought a okay. new set of pistons for it. Mm-hmm. The crank's the same crank. Because I installed that motor. Right, right, right. No, no. Adam went through and rebuilt that engine. Yeah. Um, the heads, I think he valve dropped the heads, did some work on the heads. Uh, I I'm not sure if we changed the cam or use the same cam in it. I got to get the specs from. And it was also dyno tuned. Yeah, he dyno tuned that yeah. motor. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. What I, but what I'm saying is like that's not the motor with all like the super best, the best. It's like older race stuff that's in that motor that I got from that guy Steve Type Four Parts. That was mm-hmm. the original motor that I bought for the Type Thirty Four before I got mm-hmm. I went way overboard on the paint job and then it had to be like it it was forced to be like the top of the top cars. And that had a Raby engine in it. Yes, that was a right. that was a twenty six fifty, twenty six fifty or twenty six fifteen uh, Raby motor, but uh, yeah, so that little shootout went on the strip. That was that was a good time because we did two strip cruises, and, and George and I kind of debated back and forth whether we should do two or one. And was it better to do it when the lights were down and like the strip lights were up, or was your first your first cruise both cruises right? Both, both cruises, cruises were at, were at night. night. Yeah, okay. one was at six and one was at nine. One we messed up immediately, like leaving the parking lot. I was in the back and I was waiting for everybody to come down and I didn't realize people were having problems up on the parking garage. So we got split into two big groups immediately. Like as we left the parking lot. Yeah, it was two groups. It was, it was two, two groups. groups. And that right there just kind of. And the nice thing about the, the Orleans the way that Orleans is situated now, like we realistically could do a much more coordinated rollout and have two people abreast. And it's going to take a little more preparation up front letting everybody know what to expect or how to how to be rolling in formation to some degree because we're like the Thunderbirds without any of the skill, money, or jets. and uh, But setting up like that where we roll down two abreast down the road, everybody stays together, everybody stays within so many feet apart, 
and we just keep it rolling. And I think next year, you know, the hard part is I want to be a part of everything in the same respect. I, I like, I, I kind of wish that I was on the sidelines controlling a bunch of camera people. I want to be some... in that poker run. I was bummed. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could use 1500 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was, I was a little bit bundled. I was in the poker run, but it, there was, I had a lot of excitement in the poker run, just giving out, uh, just dealing the last card. You know, that was, that was, pretty yeah, that enjoyable. was fun. Cause I was one of the stops as well. I mean, I've talked to most people that were the stops and they had an absolute blast being yeah. the stop, you know, because the way it was set up is we, we broke everybody up into groups and this group of 10 would go that direction. This group of 10 would go the other direction. So we didn't overwhelm each spot immediately. Well, we had, so four, we had, we yeah. had, a, we had four different groups that were going to in organized and order. Everybody of stops at a different, at a, so at a different what group. What were all the stops? So the stops were Finley VW. Okay. Uh, that, that is our local VW dealership out here that puts on our first Fridays and whatnot. Uh, Las Vegas Volkswagen Club always works very tightly with them on events. So Bill got them on board. Unfortunately, no uh, first Friday night. No first Friday night. And then second uh, no first location. Friday tonight? No. no. Second location was Nevada for a buggy. Once again, a local VW uh, parts store. Uh, Bob and Marie over there really, really helped us out and uh, stayed open late because they, they do not stay open as, as late as we ran that poker run. Marie had a blast, by the way. I talked to her yesterday. Absolutely. She was awesome. And Marie, uh, thank, I want to thank Marie because it was her niece's 21st birthday and they were supposed to be going out to dinner that night. And she was like, can I be the first stop so that we can wrap up quick and then get going? But, and unfortunately I couldn't do it that way. Yeah. And, but she had fun and they were able to get out at like uh seven 30. I yeah. think they were done. Oh, yeah. So it worked out pretty good for them. Um, and then Justin Stevens was another stop. Yeah. Old Beetle oh, Barn. At the Beetle he, Barn. He had a good time too. He, he had a great time. He enjoyed Cause the people that are in the hobby, <clears throat> even though they work in it every day, I think they, Everybody enjoys showing off their place of business, um, and also they like to see some of the cars they don't get to get out and see. And when you bring the cars to them, that makes it a, a more fun a deal. But I think next year, I would suspect that next year we'll have at least three times the participation. That means you're talking 150 cars. Yeah, we had a cars. couple of things. I mean, obviously, Octo was happening in California, which, uh, you know, the very first VW event happening since this ridiculousness right. took place. So, of course, that was going to be absolutely packed. You know, and this was not a planned event to, oh, we're going to go head to head with Octo. That was not our intention. It was, we had a date set with the Orleans and anybody who puts on a show knows you get one date with a venue and you really don't have the opportunity to just move it around how you want to. Yeah. You know? This next year coming up, we're going to be moving the event to the first weekend in October. So you guys want to be on it. I'll be updating the website soon, but you guys go ahead and make sure you get all your stuff situated to have that time off. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to put a lot more yeah. planning into this one. And, you know, obviously we had restrictions in, in Nevada for the amount of people we could gather in a spot and whatnot. So with, with next year, hopefully without restrictions, the Orleans was absolutely awesome and, and, and really opened up that place to us. And, and well, and that's, that's the thing too, that I'd like to, you know, there are some people that would like to come to the event, be part of the event, but don't, let's say they've got a car. They don't want to, they don't want to drive or whatever the case mm -hmm. is. And that downstairs galley is long enough to put 15 cars in a row with, with, uh, stanchions around them when you say the downstairs galley is that where the three vehicles were in correct yeah. so that there area down DBK there cars and then the there. whole walkway down to the hotel i would love to see that all lined up with people that let's say they don't want to drive their car in the rally and just want to have it parked indoors i'd love to get it set up where all the cars are just lined up down there where people could just you know you get to have your car parked inside a hotel and where civilians could walk cool. by and actually appreciate it like they don't yeah. have to be actual vw heads they get to really just 
No, see some amazing. So, so that would be an opportunity display. next year for anybody that wants to put something on display or have a cool car that, that you know something that's whether it's a drag car or something cool just just part of VW to, to have down there on display for the weekend. I can arrange getting that. And we would definitely inside. need that information early because for yeah, every yeah, car yeah. we brought inside, we had to have fire permits pulled for and all that good stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we, we, don't worry about the, don't bog people down with the details. We'll get listen, all that handled. Listen, we'll get all that handled. I'm just putting it out there so people that want their car in. Contact make them those, early. Make those, in, let's those, talk requests, those requests now because it'll be uh, – I, I just think it would be good. Ultimately, this year, what we were going to do originally, we were going to have up in the upstairs uh, pavilion – or not pavilion, but the uh, banquet rooms. The banquet rooms that were upstairs, we were going to have some sort of uh, like that's where we were going to give away the money and all that kind of stuff. Instead, we did it on the parking garage. And, and, and I get kind of conflicted because the parking garage is like everybody's pulling in, cars are pulling, there's lots of action happening there. And then we had a little bar, there was a, there was a bar there. And then, you know, people can kind of mingle around the cars, people that want to look at cars, come look at them. But in the same respect, I'm torn because it's like, it would also be fun if next year when people got back from the poker run, they parked their car, they brought their cards and everything, went inside, go up to the banquet room. That's where they receive their last card. Everything gets pinned on a board. And then there's a social gathering where there's tables open. There's a bar. It's indoors. But I don't know. You know we the, even talked to Renee and he said most likely they could cater the food for it, have food waiting when people return. I think that was another problem is like when we got done with the poker run. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, we got done with the poker run. And then, and, and, you know, by the time it was finished, wives were hungry. You know, family right, members were hungry right. and stuff like that. So some people got back and immediately went inside to go eat. And well, whatnot, and like you know? I said, th- these are all these these are all little details that we'll hammer out going forward. Um, you know, my thought is like from the from the participant standpoint, what's more exciting is it like because uh, you got to remember a lot of you guys are jaded because you're around nice cars, you build nice cars, or you know you see you know nice stuff all the time. But some of these guys be coming from out of town that they want to kind of eyeball the car that was in the magazine or talk to the guy or whatever the case is. So I don't know my, because my thought for the upstairs, if you came in to do the banquet, right, let's say it's over at eight and at eight o'clock, you come inside, you park your car, you come in to do the banquet. I think it'd be cool to have a live stream camera out in the parking lot so that people don't feel like they're missing out at what's going on in the parking lot. And they could see there'd be a big screen up projecting just a camera view of what's happened in the parking lot. If whether you're concerned about your car or whatever the case is, but you'd have a live stream shot inside of the parking lot of what's going on, who's pulling up and all that stuff. But then as you come inside, you'd come in, you check in, you submit your papers, you get your last card, maybe a photo op and that stuff. And then you go find a table to sit down. You can relax after the weekend. There's some food there. There's drinks there. Everybody can kind of hang out while the people come trickling in. And then, you know, either have some meet and greet stuff, like some people from the VW scene that we might set aside, put them at a table. Maybe you want to chat with some this of guy. Some guys you've interviewed, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like, a, like a Let's Talk Dubs uh, type thing. And I, I was almost thinking, of, you know, I'm doing too much, and I'd, I'd love to be able to do a live stream broadcast. And I could actually live stream the uh, people coming back and then – have maybe some guests on the show at the time that we're doing that live streaming that while wrapping up the event, but just make it more of a, a lingering kind of everybody. Like, sounds like you could use some input from some of your listeners too. Like, Hey, would you rather yeah. come hang out in the parking garage when you get back? Or would you like to go inside and uh, go into a meeting room and grab a little bit of food? Or and- Yeah. And we had a lot of people, we, we had a lot of people that were at the event that were from out of town, the guys from uh, 
I think it's the B Volkswagen Club from up in Barstow. Yeah, like those Bakersfield. Guys, yeah, those guys. Bakersfield, uh, Bakersfield. Yeah, they rolled out strong. They came out with a whole bunch of people, and they had those guys had a great time. So they'll be back next year. And anybody that supported the event first year, you always get priority over everybody else because <laughs> you support me, I support we, we you. We had a lot of out, we had more out of state participation than we had local, which is. Pretty Vegas, far for the course for Vegas. Vegas was weak, bro. We got a bunch of weak sauce in this Vegas town as far as was weak. I was, besides Las Vegas Volkswagen Club, I, I we got, rep strong. Don't I, worry about that one. I got to tell you right now, I was hugely disappointed at the lack of support. Now, lack but of here's, local support. But, but here's the thing, the backyard. local support. Whatever. In, in, our, in our town here, what, what happened is, you know, there's a lot of little factions of whatever, and I don't care, and I'm not really... I don't partake in, in one faction or another. Like I'm cool to whoever, whenever, whatever, doesn't matter to me. I've supported people's events that they've never supported my events. Um, I, I'm, I look at it as a, as a general VW thing, but you know, the people that were there that supported that weekend that didn't have a conflicting schedule, like a funeral or a wedding, which is pretty coronavirus, much the, <laughs> coronavirus, a funeral or wedding. If you had one of those three things, I could have showed up and spread it could have been a super spreader event yeah no but uh you know if you didn't have one of those three things you're excused but you know my my attitude's always been like if there's if there's something you can do to support your local event get out and support the local event either way the people that were there the locals that were there they were all I'm the people. I'm going to say the right people showed up. Correct. The they, right people showed up. And that, that's it my point. Those great are event, thanks to locals that showed up and the out-of-stairs that showed up. Right. I, I actually, we discussed this before the show went down because obviously in these times, things are very odd and very weird. I think a lot of people really appreciate the intimacy of the show because instead of being two, 300 cars there, there were only about 60 cars there. And so it was, a lot of people got to know each other that normally you wouldn't, you right. know, like I met Lionel and Tristan, the yeah. type three guys that yeah. came in. Sean Barry, I believe his name is. Yep, Sean Barry was uh, there. T- Terry, is it Terry from uh, Oregon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- Terry t- from Oregon. Todd, Todd Getty. I'm sorry, Todd, Todd Getty. Getty. T- sorry, yeah. sorry about that, Todd. T. Getty. T. Getty. Todd Getty showed up. I mean, there were good quality people it from was. out of state. All it those was. Bakersfield, like the kids, and the, that was a very big family thing, the, the, B, the B Volks people. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that was super cool. The young ones well, and the older Bilt, ones. Vic Bilt was here. Vic Bilt came up from the lab. A lot of people that listen to the podcast showed up you know what i mean yeah. a lot of podcast listeners which the cool thing is there's a lot more podcast listeners out there and a lot of people messaged me and said man I, I can't make it this year but next year for sure i'm gonna be there and i think that's just a great thing because the community the people that listen to the podcast have that common thread of like they can talk about the interviews and the people like like the what the podcast we just put out this last week with the with the oldest chopped bug like that's one thing i never heard of and i heard about it through hot rod guys and then i worked my way into knowing and getting to talk to this guy but it's like th- those nuances of the hobby that we that maybe we all discover at the same time or certain cool things where we can start looking at the hobby and and seeing the 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 we can do the contact tracing of the hobby <laughs> of how this in these be- corona times this begat that and all these things kind of unfolded and connected to one another because just when you think you saw the first guy that invented something then you realize that somebody else did it before but the cool part is that is like you were saying the intimacy the people that kind of have a common thread like todd was super stoked and he's like next year i'm bringing my car he's like Heck yeah because everybody that's well the he did drive his van again oh no without so he, question he drove oh, so he, a, okay i was oh, gonna yeah. ask you who drove that guy drove from washington yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He's, that's a well, he, he's a contractor up in in portland he he lives in I think he lives in uh, I think he lives in Washington, 
Portland, like we're either right by the border or in, in Portland for sure. But he works in Portland, I know, and he's a contractor up there, but he took some time off, did this huge road trip and then ended up coming to the event. And it was like for days I'm getting messages from him like, man, I keep thinking about the event. It was just such a great way to end a two week cruise around around the country because he took 10 days off and just cruised all over. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, it was just so cool to have them there. But to have them there and meet all these knuckleheads that I know, you know what I mean? Like, because every one of us has our own scene, you know, that we're yeah. part of. And we, we got, and now that I've started the podcast, you know, we're going on year number two now. My scene of the listeners is, is the same as like, I don't want to say my click, but like my people that I've known forever, my 15 people that I've known in the VW hobby for a long time here in town that are like my guys. You know what I mean? If I need something, they're the guys on the short list that I call. Yeah. If I'm at an event, they're the guys that I hope that are there. You know, so it's uh, it, as as it, as the, the podcast continues to grow and I get lots of input from a lot of people, like somebody else send me a message and the next thing you know, he'll message me once a month or something like that. And then we create a relationship. But it's great to be able to see these people and put, you know, faces to the names and then, totally. you know, be able to connect them on the stories that we're all learning about and hearing about through the podcast. So. I got a lot of good response. Obviously, I was one of the stops at the poker run as well at the wagon. Yeah. And I got a lot of good response. Like people like, dude, I watch you on Instagram. And then now to get to see the stuff up yeah. personal is like really cool. Yeah. And, and people like that. So, ne- so next year, if it's going to be three times as big, I'll need... Three, two more stops three uh, more stops no i'll need uh, i'll need 12 12 spots because if you're thinking about it if, if i'm limiting it if i if we have 150 people so logistics next year if i have 150 people that means i can only have three i've got to have three sets of four stops so that and then when you come back i've got three separate decks of cards because i can't have more than 50 or 52 in a group Right. In, or just limit the in, limit the entry in a group. Well, but I don't want to I don't want to deprive people of that because I think it's so fun to do. We, it, we can work out the win. logistics of it and still keep the same five spots and do a double deck. What we're going to have to do. Well, is no, shoot, you, we'll have to do separate decks for each group. Like you we'll do, have to get yeah, broken that, up into groups. Go, yeah. That's the way. That, to that's be what fair. That's be one deck. 52 no, no. cards for that group of well, that's, five players. And that's why I'm saying to keep it from getting chaotic. You're yeah. going to have to have if I had four spots last time. And I've got three times as many. I'm going to have to have 12 spots to stop because I'm going to have to have a north, east, west, or have group one, group two, group three. Or like when they of stop those into, separate groups. When they stop into George, they'd have to be either A, B, or C group, and you'd have to yeah. grab them the proper deck. Correct. Well, like I said, we're just trying to make it to where yep. because it's two. If it was three times as many people, it would take you three times as long to get through it, and it would take. So it's keeping it the same amount of time. Anyway, there's logistics I'm working out, but there's lots of other opportunities, and it does like let's say hypothetically next year. ABC Performance Company out of Southern California could be one of my stops, and I could position them at the top of a parking garage, some location in yep. town, yep. just making it another cool stop to go to if there's not enough local VW, quote-unquote, places to go to. But I think there's there's opportunity for other people next year to participate in the poker run, yeah. be a destination location, and we could, out, we, we could set them up, partner them up with somebody locally here that it might be a... Uh, a local bar and grill or w- whatever the case is, but we can, we can do something. Um, but that, that's another thing that I'll be looking forward to next year. Yep. And shout out to Ross Wolf too, for coming up there and, uh, oh, and yeah. vending. 
He did great. You know, he was concerned because he was going to go to Octo. He's like, I'm going to go to Octo and sell some stuff. Do you think there'll be some people there? And I said, listen, man, I don't know what we're going to have here because of obviously what's going on this year, but go for it. And he was pleasantly surprised at the feedback that he got, the participation, the purchases and stuff that people made, plus really getting out there and being able to to brand one-on-one because I think I think what happens, you go to like an Octo or something like that and there's 56 vendors out there. There's so many people and it's like, People are, people are going to Octo and they're like, I've got to find the wiring harness guy and get a wiring harness. Or I've got to find this guy. And so they get kind of blinders on. They just blow past a bunch of people like Steph Rossi, right? So he's mm-hmm. had a place at Octo a couple times. And I didn't even notice it until the last time I was there. I noticed it because he had a pretty clean booth display set up. Yeah, and a I couple engines like, on display. And I stopped and chatted with him for two seconds. I said, hey, man, I'd love to do a podcast with you. I didn't know who he was or any of that kind of stuff. And there's so much happening in the scene all the time. That it's like you guys are the ones that kind of turned me on to staff mm-hmm. where I got to talk to him and all that stuff. So I think when you have a, a, a more smaller venue with just a few vendors, people have more FaceTime with the vendors and get to chat with them about things. And maybe some people don't appreciate that. I know I would appreciate it if I were a vendor or if I were to go somewhere when the next show kicks off. If you're spending your money, you want to be able to talk to the guy and yeah. have him talk back to you. That's that's like, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Parts are getting expensive, mm-hmm. and I'd, I would rather hand my money to someone who's willing to talk to me about it. And if I have an issue, I feel I can go to them like, hey, man, I'm, am I doing something wrong with whatever it is? And they then respond to me rather than not knowing who I'm going to, not knowing where I'm getting the part from, and just, you know, is this the same, I don't know, part from from one manufacturer that sold from 10 different people with their their name airbrush? Right, Did they, just, they just put the private label it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so overall, I think that was uh, that was a good a good weekend overall. I know a lot of people had fun. It, I definitely got nothing but positive year. feedback. Yeah. I mean, when I was I was obviously um, pretty far out there, so I was one of the last stop for a lot of the groups, and all I got was amazing feedback from everybody. Like we're having such a good time, you know, because a lot of times you don't get to use your car at a VW show. You and park and you and that pretty much my, hang out there in a parking lot all day, and then when the show's over, you, you drive away. Yeah, you end up exhausted with, with the tired strip legs. cruises. Our citywide cruise, and then this, to finish it off with that poker run. I mean, people had such a good time behind the wheel of their Volkswagens. And oh that yeah, was, that's what made I think well, the big difference. And to top that off, during the so, so the poker run groups that we assembled, I got to bring this up because Vic built mm-hmm. and Ross Wolf and all those guys, they were all running together. Yeah. So you had five or six high horsepower VWs that were just flogging the trip together, and like I get Jason comes back and he's like. Dude, I never had so much fun. He's like, I'm just me and these guys are just racing down the street doing the doing the doing the poker run. He says it was such a blast. And it's like as VW guys, most of the time we spend driving around by ourselves in our Volkswagen. We're we're in traffic. We decide to take our Volkswagen to work. We're driving down the road. We see across the intersection another Volkswagen going nowhere. And you're like, oh, hey, hey, buddy. You know, but it's like now you get to be with a group of people. On a drive. We also draw more attention, and that's what we all really want, right? But we yeah. want the attention, and yeah. when you have five or six VWs rolling, you don't you build a cool car for people to ignore it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, that's where my that's where my phrase- Well, I hope Cur- I can build a blender. I want to just disappear into the crowd. That That's where my phrase curbside superstar comes from, of like just being like, the you know, being in that, in that scenario where you're driving on the road and everybody's rubbernecking your car and all that stuff, so- um, I think it's it's super cool to be able to do that, cruise around with a, a bunch of 
like-minded individuals, whether you guys know each other just from the internet or whatever the case is. And, and in too many opportunities, it's like you go to a show, you'll go here, you'll go there, and you don't really get to bring your car with you or it's just parked in a parking lot and you can't really enjoy it. And I think from my standpoint, like I was, I've always said, I've, I've always had the most fun driving my car and, yeah. and, and going around because I like you know, embarrassing people in a bus, like where they can't, like, how's this bus beat me? You know, that's for me personally, that's like my, my guilty pleasure. Yeah. You know, so. The bread, uh, bread box blowing past. So. That's it, man. Just the big, where they like, man, that bus is fast. Like, no, nah, it's just got a big motor in it. Like, this is what a big motor and a big bread box acts like. But, um, I, and then next year I'll have the, uh, we'll have the Let's Talk Dubs mobile, uh, the podcast, the studio. podcast studio rolling next year, which would be the, uh, my 67 30 window deluxe. So, yeah, not anymore. No, Your 67 21 window deluxe. No, you mean? I'm sorry. Yeah. My 67 21 window. Yeah. Boom. I tried to keep it a 13 window. Yeah. You know what? Nope. Not me, bro. I'm looking forward to the skylights and the ragtop and, and mobbing that thing around. It looks a little different these days. I like the, I, li- I like it. I like it back to red and black. And uh, I like, uh, I, in my head, I've been going over different wheel choices and stuff and thinking, like, maybe. Uh, I've, I've had the original twist, the polished twist, repolished, brand new tires sitting on them. They're sitting in my shop, and uh, I'm, th- you know, I just keep in my head. I just keep thinking things that would just spice the thing up. Clearly, like that car with like a four inch altitude adjustment on the front end would just look devastating. You know what I mean? Like bringing it down four inches would look so good. I'm just such a big. I'm so big on driving and enjoying my car and not slamming the brakes on to go through every dip and intersection. That's I I just struggle with that because I just don't I, I, I like driving. I don't like hammering the brakes all the time. I I'm a little distracted. I know what driver. you mean. I was driving my wife's sixty five bug around today. It is a stock height bug and I don't whatever's just there. Cruising. I can cruise, I can go through intersections, whatever. My fifty six, it's a little too low to be going through intersections like that. Gotta drive gingerly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some uh, pre planned uh coordination going through intersections or parking lots and, and all kinds of other stuff, so yeah, it's a, I mean it's a, it's a bit of a difference, but you know if I can get my car to ride good enough, um, you know, and sit sit a little bit lower and ride good enough and still have you know clear turning radius and I can still whip it around and drive it like I like to. Well, and in a bus, you guys have your steering box. That's your that's your big thing, right? So you have to do your steering box raise. Yeah, but also part of the thing is when they sit, they look super good when they sit super low. The problem is. Your turning radius gets limited because your your rotation, depending on how low it sits. Well, I just you guys think, really don't have fenders in a bus, right? And I think the I think that you know we did tub it a little bit, but it's still sitting with a positive offset with the wheels all the way to the outside. So we've got to bring those in a little bit so that I can get more vertical clearance because that bus forever for the past eighteen years has had like an inch and a half of clearance from the top of the tires to the yeah. fender. So it's going to have a world more clearance, but we'll see. I'm just going to try to. I want. You know, I just see that thing looking so good, and I in my head I keep going over different wheels that I could put on that thing just to make it look devastating. But I think just the out the altitude adjustment will make it look a little better with those with the twists on it. Yeah, because I mean, then you know it's still the same bus, yeah, but it's just it's still it's the just, same bus. It's just laid out now, like it actually is yeah. where it should have been. Actually, you know, that that car that car was built so long ago. I mean, narrowed beams and all that stuff were not very popular in buses when that car was built. Yeah. You know, they were out there, but they just weren't mainstream like they are now. So, so speaking of that, what uh, <clears throat> we're transitioning now to 
uh, what things you guys have been working on lately. So we'll go with you, Eric. Eric remind us what's in your fleet again. <laughs> you keep looking at your watch, bro. Is the old lady hammering you? She's like, where are you going, Corona <laughs> I'm vacation? Getting a, I'm getting a bunch of texts from work right now. It's pretty funny. Um, I have a uh, 56 bug. Uh, my wife's 65 bug, which is a uh, Vegas-born bug. Mm-hmm. It was bought here by a lady, uh, George. Actually got the chance to buy it from her a couple years ago, and uh, luckily I got a chance to buy it from George. Um, my wife has a 66 Pagali Square that's uh, completely torn apart. <laughs> she has the pieces of a 66 yeah. Pagali oh, Square. Why, why would she do that? Why would she tear her the car apart? Her husband may be wow. bit a little off. Bit yeah, a little like, more than he should have. I got this. Um, my son has a 61. It's uh, it's going to be a cool high school kid cruiser. Right. He's 14. I got a couple years to finish that up. And then I've got a Zwitter that's... Uh, now, when you say cool high school cruiser, you're talking like like my cool high school cruiser, which was like no, oh, no. interior. Much more solid. Hold on. <laughs> which was like, I just want to describe my car, which was like no interior, one sheepskin seat cover covering the, st- the stock metal steel frames. Um, one door suicide, one door regular, stock smoothies. One shavering with, gutter. It, with inner tubes. Yeah, Porsche nipple hubcaps, of course. Of course. Grabber blue uh, Ford painted uh, smoothies, but uh, nice. looking gangster, bro. Nice. I mean, it was sitting on the stoppers, so I'm, it was. So when I say cool high school cruiser, oh. something I wish I would have been cruising when I was in high yeah. school. So it's going to be lowered. I think it, five spokes are smooth. Mason will be sure. hooked up for sure. Like, oh, it's yeah, going to be a nice Hold on, hold on, bro. It's going to be a patinaed ride, but no, it'll be bro. solid motor. And, yep. yeah. and who's building the car, you or your boy? I will Both. not turn wrenches if he's not out there with okay. me. Yeah. All right, better be. Eric's good dad. He knows. No, uh, listen. If I turn wrenches be- and he's it, not there, it's because It better of my be car. because we all have friends that built a car for their kid that their kid was like, Oh yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, my dad sold a Volkswagen. He built this one for me. They drove it for a summer. They drove it till summer, and they were like, "I can't drive this thing. It smells like gas." Civic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's not what you want to do. You want to give that kid their own. I want to burning like, desire. I want to give him the same stupid love for a car that we all have. Like, there's a something about going in the garage and turning wrenches and busting your knuckles and getting frustrated and finally at the end of the day you're able to or at the end of the month or year or whatever it is you turn the key and you can drive a car that you have some blood sweat and tears into it's a good yeah. feeling no. it's an excellent life lesson just old cars are a good life lesson yep. for a kid to experience that and if if it breaks down they get to experience disappointment has, immediately yeah. <laughs> he gets to experience trying to he gets to have out. his heart set on being someplace at a certain time and then and realize it's not gonna happen he's gonna show up with grease on his hands late, <laughs> he has a very small, unfair like, advantage though because he's gonna have exhaust. a nice fresh motor in it, it is, so yeah. a lot and fresh wiring and it's going to be a pretty solid car. I don't think he's going to have all the disappointing yeah. experiences we had growing I'm up. I'm going to try and limit some of the issues we had, but uh, yeah. yeah. Most of the issues we, like we had when we were younger were like, just bought a heap of trash and just got it running. So it's like, never cleaned up the gas tank, never no. did this, never did that. And it was just like, man, every time I drive this thing for exactly 14 minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds, it just dies. You it know, shuts we can off never, two miles after I drive it. Right. You, you never figure it out, but it's just yeah. like, it, it, you, you never, you never figure out like that's what your issue is. It's <laughs> just the fact that you got you know, a big heap of trash, yeah. you know? So well, when you buy a long block or, or a turnkey for a hundred bucks and you expect it to run for six months. Oh, I mean, you bought an engine. Yeah. Mine usually came with it. My cars <laughs> usually came with engines and then I'm busy trying to hammer on a, a, a 1600 backing plate for my fan onto my 1200 CC motor trying to figure out like why, how come this isn't working? Bolt in? I bought that Chrome kit, bro. I was like, get this Chrome kit. Chrome's going to get me home. That's Dude, right. That's what uh, spray I want that one. It looks like it's a turbo twist thing on the back of the gen. Mm-hmm, that's the one. Yep. Yep. The blue. Blue, please. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So what have you been working on in the stable? What's the last thing you worked on? 
Uh, I found, <laughs> been working on the wife 65. Uh, she's had an exhaust leak that I've been chasing and, uh, and just my stupidity that caused it really. Well, that's most of the time everything yeah. you do, right? Yeah, pretty much. So got that, that I went and took that for like a 25 mile cruise today and the thing's running and moving pretty good. It's a 1807, which is 76 by 87. So it's got a little That's an bigger. odd combination. Why would it you build is. that combination? Because that's the biggest thing you can drop in. But Oh, so it was all <laughs> drop-in stuff. Except that it was a 40-horse case. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to open up the cylinders anyways. I should open up. Was it the original order. case? It is the original that's case to okay. that car. Yeah, like literally like, I have the Volkswagen that? certificate. Mm-hmm. That is the case that left Wolfsburg with the car. So that's the only reason I rebuilt it. And it had never been split before I opened it. That thing was Oh man, it was a needed rebuild. Like there was not much left in the bearings. There's probably probably a good, I don't know, quarter inch of play. It was it was rough. Miss Peggy lived a long life. She did. And man, that bug had a So that was the, that so that's the bug you bought from George. You you yep. bored and stroked that motor. Mm-hmm. And so let me so let me I full float it. So you full float the 40 horse and yep. when you pulled it apart, how how the internals look on it when you pulled it apart? Tore up. Like, oh really? Oh bad. Man, this I I don't know for sure. I don't think it got oil changes more than every two, three years. I don't. You're supposed f- to do more than that. Um, it was uh, there was. There George, was how many times did my oil get changed? <laughs> not enough. <laughs> there was a lot of grime inside the engine. The bearings there wasn't a whole lot left to some of them. Um, one of the rod bearings was like paper thin. I don't know how she, how it was even holding on. Yeah, what's crazy is that you know the the oil. The, the old style engines had so much slop in them as far as tolerance and things to that degree that you could run those things for a long time. And, and to, to validate my point on this is I had a car one time. It was a newer, a newer car that I had, uh, you know, one of these bad purchases you make where you're like, Hey, you know what? I, I, I signed a lease for this piece of garbage truck. That's gold. And I want it more so myself to my buddy's girlfriend, and then she'll stop making payments after like six months while I keep I it like in my it. name. So that's the baseline <laughs> good of the life, story. Good life choice. But it had an overhead cam V8 in it, and she never changed the oil. I don't think it burned oil. It didn't run out of oil. But the, the newer engines are so precisely built that when they get buildup and stuff inside it, she ended up blowing the motor up because it had a bunch of sludge inside it. But I tell you, the, those old motors, man. I mean, I remember the Satan motor that was in my little '63, dude. That thing yeah. would just freaking run forever, and you'd be like, "Is there oil in it?" We like, pulled it out like, as a runner, and it. I think it got sold to someone else as a runner mm-hmm. because you put a big motor in your bug. Never stop, bro. Like, Never stop. Realistically, we can do a whole podcast on oil technology and stuff like that, and I'm not going to jump into it. <laughs> oil is a completely different beast today than when RVWs were. No, running. no, no, absolutely. But what what I'm talking about is the tolerances and the slop and the basic yep. the the basic functionality of the VW motor was so decent that you could really treat it like a piece of crap, and it would just keep going. There was yeah. huge, huge First, tolerances like, compared stuff. to what guys like Steph are building now. Steph's tolerances are much tighter, much better. You're going to get a longer run. Okay, and, and to that point, the reason being is because when Oil you're trying to get more horsepower out of it, every single thing matters. Like the weight yep. matters, the, yep. the tolerances matter. All those things matter to where on a stock motor, when people are looking at it, which is maybe why you know you saw that thing from uh, who posted today. What's, what's his screen name? Type 1, um, type one Motorsports. Is that him from... Uh, 
He's got the shorty single cab. He posted the main bearings that you were showing me just five Oh, minutes Type E. Type E Motorsports. Type E Motorsports. Yeah, that's him. And he's I mean, up in uh, South Dakota? I north or South Dakota. Yeah. He's somewhere in the, in the flatlands over there, and I met hey, he him. He builds some cool stuff. I'll throw a shout out. I've, <clears> I've got a four-inch beam and some... Uh, hey, bro, I tried to plates. get him on the podcast, bro. People get scared. They get mic fright, dude. I don't know. Look, look maybe you... For, just... You, just just, just cold calling, bro. Start recording. I, listen, I, I've thought about doing that on the podcast a couple of times because I've talked to a couple of people that talked about, I talked to them about doing a podcast. They were like, yeah, it sounds good. And then I follow up with them. They're like, well, I don't really know. And, uh, you know, one of the guys I wanted to get on the podcast, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time on die cast stuff. And the guy that wrote the Hot Wheels book, I wanted to get him on and do a podcast with him. But I talked to him first and he was all for it. And then he just got all gun, he got all gun shy about it. And the way that I found him, was on the Hot Wheels 50th anniversary, and he made the, you know, the diecast bull run bus that I have here. He okay. he made that, and that's what he does. He makes custom buses. Like he'll make a bus any way you want it, fifty bucks. And I'm like, that's freaking cheap that's for awesome. an actual Hot Wheels bus custom made to your specifications. But I went to get him on the podcast because I just wanted to do one. I, I think there's, I think people that. All of us VW guys, we collect Hot Wheels or we get them given to us. Or, and, and before long, we have a huge collection of Hot Wheels. But we want to know some of the nuances of some of the... I, I think I find it interesting anyway, some of the Hot Wheels yeah. stuff these guys goob about. But uh, yeah, some people just get scared, man, about getting on the podcast. And uh, you know, that's why I like you guys. You guys aren't scared. So you, you worked, you've been working on that car and then... Yep. Cruising that thing around. You got your fuel injection all figured out with your la- with your yeah. other car. Yep, my buddy Mario up at the uh, dub shop in uh, Washington helped me out. I I so I got the the oval twenty two seventy six fuel injected. I got it running everything and like to be totally honest, there's a lot of lot of parameters that I was just not comfortable with. So I you probably thought- could have fought with it, but I decided I'll I'll do some uh, driving. I would log it and send it off to Mario. He would make changes and send it back to me. Okay. So went back and forth with him on that for a couple months. Um, thing runs great, fires up. It's the smoothest run Volkswagen I've ever had. So it's this is a fuely car. Yep. And how and and performance wise, how does it feel? Uh, as good as carburetors. So before I had a twenty two seventy six with forty five Dells. Yeah. And I, it's it's basically the same engine. I made it fuel injection, rebuilt it. Um, they're similar, but. I can turn the key at any time and fire it up. Whereas before my Dells would drain out. I'd have to run the electric fuel pump to fill the bowls back up. Right. Fire it up. You know, you don't drive it for a couple months. Sometimes you have to go back and retune. How, your how fast, does it, how fast does it fire up once you start cranking it right now? Yeah. I don't know. As fast as the injectors take to spray fuel in there. So you'll go out there right now and you'll turn the key. like It might take five seconds because it's been sitting for a month. But if you leave the key on for a second and pressurize the fuel system, then you tap it yes and no so the mega squirt does a priming pulse mm-hmm. but if there's no fuel in my lines going back to the the injectors right now nothing it's priming halfway down the car so got it all right so you're happy with that so far yeah. the only thing i need to change is i put a cheap fuel pump in there it's noisy i'm, I'm gonna change it out to a wall wall bro yeah my tongue doesn't work that way yeah, that's the performance pumps they put yep. in the side ties too, the Cyclone yep. Typhoons. Just a little tidbit for you guys. The two two twenty five. Yeah, them in a lot of uh, fuel the, injection applications. Two twenty five, two twenty five liter per gallon the or liter per hour. LPHs. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. You can buy them on Summit for like one hundred and forty bucks. Yeah. Don't buy the cheap Chinese one on Amazon well, for fifty bucks. Well, I'll tell you what's noisy. But what, even what's funny is well, I did one in my. So everybody knows I'm a man of multi brands, and I did one in my Cyclone one time. 
and uh, or my Typhoon. And I changed it, and the pump went out from. I took it to Saitai Performance. That's a whole other podcast, guys. I might start a whole different podcast just about all the car disasters I've had. But I went to Saitai Performance and had the dude. I dumped like 10 Gs on my Cyclone one time, or my Typhoon. And I made it back to, there's a four-way intersection at the, where the truck stop is on the, on the Palmdale Highway where you cross over like the 93. There's two truck stops right there. And uh, it made it that far. And it had a brand new Walbro. The 58 and 395 intersection? Yeah, yeah, right there. It had a brand new Walbro fuel, fuel pump in there. And anyway, it went out. I was mad. I just spent all this money in this car. I was, I was, I was mad, bro. And then. I end up talking a fun to, place to get stuck. I, yeah, I end up talking to some dude uh, that was working over here, a, a Buick guy who does Buick turbo stuff. We're talking like, oh yeah, bro, there was a whole batch of those Wall Bros that were no good at a summit. I'm like, oh, it's great. So yeah. even on some of that crap, man, you get where, and and I and I wonder how many times is that really the truth, or is it just guys throwing darts in the dark about what's what's happening? Yeah, you know what I mean? What because the, the the as technology evolves and the design of things becomes more simple and clear like why wh- how do they how do they have such a bad batch of fuel pumps you know what i mean but apparently it was supposedly legit but i don't know who knows man but uh at, at any rate george what so that's what you've been working on is the fuel injection yeah. dialing in your your wife's little 65 what's next on your slate for you to get done probably going to get my son 61 into the garage needs pan halves um georgia bro already, didn't you by last time we had you in a podcast and you buy his witter you do anything this witter is it just sitting still is this supposed to be a top collect, secret no car? it's just collecting dust all right bro well you <laughs> jump on your son's car how old is your son 14 all right so he's got a couple years yeah all right well he's also got a 56 oval window so it's not like eric's without right yeah now. what's yeah. really going on bro you got all these cars dude what's when i grow up on, i'm gonna on. be an electrician i have all these cars yeah yeah <laughs> but um so you also you, need a very pot meat kettle life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, a very understanding wife. Yeah, no. Let's listen. We got a wife that's got that's patient. Now, the Zwitter, um, the Zwitter's definitely on my mind. Trying to figure out what exactly nope. I want to do. With it. I'm going to ask you this question because see, here's the difference between you and me. Like, I bought a split window and I shaved the dashboard. You bought a Zwitter and you bought a Zwitter to own a Zwitter. Like, I don't think I'd want a Zwitter only because unless I bought it turnkey complete. See, you should have bought a Zwitter because you would have just saved shaving half no, the dash. No, no, bro. Listen, when I look that when that Did you when, really shave the dash in the split? Yes, bro. <laughs> yeah, I shaved both I'll holes. I'll see everybody later. I got to go. <laughs> I shaved both holes for the antique switches. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Oh, I that's did. it. Oh, you didn't take the dashes out the no, glove box. Not the, not okay. the, not the oh. pods. You're talking about the glove shaving box. a dash. I'm thinking of like some aluminum no, roll piece of crap bro. on there, dude. <laughs> it's billet, bro. It's billet. No, but I mean, like, got rid of the knobs and some stuff like that. And uh, is it still push button start? See, I don't. I don't have that problem. There's uh, no it'll knobs be. Or anything it, in my dash. it still will be push button start. But uh, so my my but my question with you on this waiter is like, was it so what? To possess you to buy a Zwitter, dude, you got to be like wanting a Zwitter because most guys want a Zwitter and then cut the dash out and put a split dash in it because they didn't no. know back in the day. Yeah. But now if you're buying one, like 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 that's the only thing that sometimes makes me kind of crazy about the VW scene is like sometimes people get, uh, they just get so whacked out. Like Mine's not going to be bone stock. I'll tell but you no, no, what I'm, it, what I'm it, talking it, about, like Twitter guys, you'll be in the Twitter world and all of a sudden you're going to talk to a Hermie McSmurmy and he's like, <laughs> oh, that's not the correct this thing. No, you're right. And like people get so cranked up about stuff. Like yeah. that's the only part 
that so makes my car, me a little bit crazy. My car, someone pulled it apart years ago. It has like a 58 Speedo in there. The wiring harness has been pulled out and thrown behind the back seat. The switches are gone. Um, the birth certificate says it had a, a U.S. mile per hour Speedo in it. So finding a January 52 Speedo, probably not going to happen anytime soon. I bet soon. I got one. Yeah, kick it down, bro. What about I got? January 52? Yeah. January oh, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a new style. That's, be an oval that's, that's a rubber yeah. needle. Rubber needle. One. I don't got stuff that new, yeah, bro. That's yeah. late model. Yeah, yeah. That's late model junk, bro. You go out there in the in the in the, in the uh, studio just outside the studios, the museum, the Bill T Museum of Trash, <laughs> and there's a uh, barn door speedo with a uh, BB hole through the front that came out of Beetle Barn's yard, and then there's Is that also what the BB stands for. It's a Beetle. No, it's just like a like oh, a BB okay. gun, and then <laughs> and then I've also got a couple split gauges and stuff in there, so. I don't have any late model stuff like you got, bro. Yeah. Except oh, for later that stuff, chop yeah. rod sitting in the yeah. garage. Chop rod, yeah, but chop, yeah, chop rods, that's a whole other beast, bro. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about chop rod another time, bro. No, my, my Zwitter's, uh, I don't know what direction I want to go with it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, but, but did you pay Zwitter money for it? Yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah, you paid like, oh, it's a Zwitter, bro. And listen, I, I ain't mad at you, bro. I, I just wanted a split window. That's all I, I wanted. That's all, I, I wanted a split window, and it was the first one I could afford <clears> that I found. Listen. As I, a, I didn't have to drive halfway across I'm gonna the put, country to find a rotten piece of I'm going to put my car my car expert hat on for you right now. Go for it. I, Sometimes I play one on TV. You don't borrow mine. And I'm going to tell you right now, as I tell everybody that's buying a vehicle, buy the newest model that you can. So in order to split windows, you buy the best split window that you could have. The most technologically advanced split window available on the market is this one. And then my 56 is is a fairly new oval window. Yeah. So, I mean, you did good there, right? That's it. That's it. Well, a 57 would have been better. Or uh, in some cases, Kier had that 58 oval. Yeah. All right. There is not a 58 oval, but our our, our one friend in front, unfortunately, got... uh, his car was, I think it was a title issue, wasn't it, with that car? Yeah, it wasn't even It wasn't even on the wrong pen. It was just titled wrong. They did something goofy in the titling department. Yeah. Well, they did that when I went to DMV one time. I had my 50, I had my 58 single cab back before single cabs were cool. And this one really still wasn't that cool because I had red primer on it and it was a stock height. But I was down there trying to register it. And the dude from the DMV comes, comes out and he's got literally a photocopied sheet of paper with like a starting VIN number and an ending VIN number year by year. And he says... According to this paper, which was like like somebody's homemade piece of paper, your 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 truck your bus is a fifty four, and I'm like, no, bro, it is not a fifty four. If you want to title, really like that, if it was, yeah, but you know, how many things happen like that where you get your car mistitled and it's like because you're at you're in some DMV somewhere where nobody knows a thing. In 2004, when I moved to Vegas, they tried to title my 63 as a 69. I had to go and prove that their VIN numbering was wrong. Cause the lady literally pulled out a book from underneath the counter yeah. and starts flipping through one. She told me my car was worth like $5,800 and I laughed. I said, you can go out in the parking lot and look at it. It's not a $5,800 bug. Right. And, uh, yeah, 63, she wanted a title as a 69. I believe it was. And I was like, there's no, I'm not smogging that thing. So you're going to have to figure something else yeah. out. You get the pleasure of smogging it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest mistake I ever made was, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into other mistakes about smogging vehicles later. So that's what you're working on, George. What have you been working on? I know that you you did one of those new beams recently. The um, dog back dog beam, back. dog back beam, awesome. It looks pretty nice. So awesome. Well, let's calm down. So awesome. get Super excited. Let's just take let's take it easy. It's on factory torsions. Yeah. For all you single bag beams out there, if you're not doing it the way dog back beam does it, you are doing it wrong. 100. percent It is that's engineering at its best. It's coming out of Germany, obviously, and uh, just. TIG welded, 
beautiful the, the finish quality on it's it really is, nice. It is unbelievably and beautiful. And what's that beam? Okay, let's let's talk turkey because that's what everybody knows. Let's talk fourteen hundred dollars what that beam cost shipped to my shop. Fourteen hundred dollars for the beam. That's no okay, torsions, that's no, no torsions. trailing arms. No it torsions, is a no beam. trailing arms. What'd it's a beam in the bag. And what'd you do for trailing arms? I use cage sixty six extended arms. I think we're an inch on top, inch and a half on the bottom. I believe is what he does. And, and I also so have a cage sixty six extended pitman arm as well, right hand drive. Baby, pump the brakes. I'm walking through our crew through it. So, <clears throat> those of you guys that don't understand, the lengthened trailing arms are so that when you lower the beam and it rotates the tire forward and and you start hitting the back of the headlight bucket, the lengthened trailing arms put the wheel back in the center of the wheel arc in a lowered position. Is that correct? Correct. So it recenters the, the front wheel so that you get... So when the car will be at full lay, meaning pan on the ground, mm-hmm. the wheel will be centered in the wheel instead well as opposed <coughs> to push forward. Instead of racked forward yeah. looking kind of... And also when you drive around uh, lowered, you're not rubbing the back of your... I mean, anybody who's got a lowered car, even with 15-inch wheels on it, knows that one. Like you rub the back of your headlight bucket because... Most, I mean, most people obviously they don't put the drop spindles. They they just don't do things right when they lower it. And when you put all the drop in the beam, your trailing arm is basically in a forward upward position, and it just sticks it right into the headlight bucket. So now you got the so let's we're talking turkey now. So what's it cost somebody? And this is no labor. This is just materials. It's fourteen hundred. Fourteen for, for the beam, beam from Germany. And what's cage run for the front for the front uh, trailing arms length? Trailing you know arms. what? I do not know. But uh, uh, cage sixty six on Instagram at cage sixty six. You can contact him. I honestly wish I knew the pricing on that. We got those done so long ago um, that I really don't remember the pricing on them. I'm gonna if I go off of memory, I want to say it was somewhere in the area three fifty. 350 to $400 for those to get extended. And then obviously we, I did a little extra work to them with grinding and welding on shock tower extensions and sending them out to get powder coated and whatnot, you know? So you did that, you put that on and that's going on, uh, to cut back at cutbacks, um, 59 right hand drive. Okay. It's going to, it's a rag top, but that's the gangster car. It's right hand drive. It's got the, it's got, it's going to have the Australian trim on it. It's got it's Aussie got trim on it. We're three going piece. Fjord blue is the color. We have three piece. I can never remember this guy's name. Greckens or something like that. Yeah, the dude out of Germany. Dude. That's three piece. And they he did the three piece, uh, J J G J G E's E radars. Yeah. And they're, they are a work of art. So I think we got five inch width in the front and eight inch width in the rear. And they look amazing. Five so and eight. Actually, cool. last week uh, before I got knocked down with the Rona, I had actually married body to chassis again um, because there's obviously some mods I have to do when it goes at full lay and whatnot to make sure that we're not having any issues. And it looks, I mean, the, the beam the beam was real good looking, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. And, uh, and in the rear, we're running the lime bug kit with a couple mods done by myself too, just for uh, additional strengthening and more reliability. Once that car leaves me, it's going to Hong Kong, so I'll never be able to touch it again. So I have to make sure that customer has uh, trouble-free enjoyment of their vehicle. Well, now, why don't you guys call the car something cool? Like, if my opinion is it should be called Hong Kong Fooey, bro. Just cause <laughs> I mean, look, bro, Hong Kong Fooey. I'll talk with Joseph Hong about that. Hong Kong Fooey. He's going to go with Hong Kong Fooey. Bro, Hong Kong Fooey. Only if I can pinstripe that along the side very large. <laughs> but no, okay, let's, but let's talk about it for a second. Hong Kong Fooey was like a cool cartoon character that like a dog who knows karate. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. I'm not sure if Joseph's going to be staying in Hong Kong though. I think he may actually be moving to Malaysia. So Um, Malaysia Fui Fui just doesn't work as well. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I don't think uh, nobody got Hong Kong Fui on Instagram. So thank uh, goodness. (laughs) Well, Joseph, you heard him get on it. (laughs) I don't know how to spell Fui bro. So whatever. Um, There's Hong Kong foodie. Uh, but 
that's what you've been working on besides uh the quicksand bus is almost done on uh i'm waiting on the seats to be upholstered i dropped them off with uh matt miller at miller upholstery um you guys might be familiar with him he does a lot of buddies work over at type one restoration and he's very well known for doing the original uh, commercial seats for stitching them up and selling them he does just excellent work he did the uh jim west 63 convertible which was on display at the uh let's talk dubs crazy weekend downstairs with the rest of the dbk cars Mm -hmm. matt miller did that roof for me in that and it's just impeccable beautiful work so i told the owner of this bus like you know we've gone so far with this thing i need to make sure that the seats are are equally as beautiful as the rest of the vehicle so i got those over with matt right now getting done nice and then that thing runs and drives now and it's a beautiful yeah i'm super stoked on it it's my second paint job it is a nice and it's uh not gonna lie it's it's I'm very proud of it. I'll say that much. I'm very proud of the work that me and my, my crew and anybody who's had a hand in that helped me out. We've all done just top-notch work and the owner couldn't be happier either. He's ecstatic. Like when the first time he saw it, when he came in and it was sitting on the ground, he's like, he was just awestruck by it. He's like, I can't believe this is my bus. And that's a pretty proud feeling when you do that for somebody, you know? Yeah. It's a dope bus, man. I mean, when you, when you can see something like that and, uh, it just has, it just, it, the stance is right. The look, the colors, like all, everything's coming together on it, right? So you got to hurry up and turn that thing out before somebody copies it. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as those seats get done, hopefully we get Alex back here from Flatform Media, do a nice little photo shoot on that one. That's why I actually haven't been posting pictures of it and whatnot, because we kind of made a deal with Alex on that. Yeah. Keep it all low key. Keep it all low key and then uh, unleash it at one time, dude. Then, Agreed. Uh, world ain't ready for it, bro. Then the guys will go home crying, have to go refigure <laughs> their game plan out. I've been there, bro. I've been there. It's like all them dudes that ran out and bought all the dudes that ran out and bought Cosmics, bro. Come on, kick that off. All right, now let me not get into that too much. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're just talking about wheels, talking about the three piece JGEs and all that stuff. Uh, I'm asking you guys. Works. What is that I, I don't dude's know. name? Don't matter. Bro. Trying to rack my, my goodness, mind. yeah. They don't, I, don't I, rack I'd, I'd look at my phone, but unfortunately, I'm blind as a bat right now. So. Nah, don't worry about it. Uh, so what? Let's talk about wheels for a second. What's your guys? What's your guys' favorite? Your go to wheel for a car? What's your what's your what's your like? Hmm. Uh, I, I think it depends on the car. I'm a touch partial. I really like BBS LMs. I mean, obviously, I have them on my bus, but they're just, they give a really cool, Bro. it's a two piece wheel, classic, uh, classic web styling. I love them. I think they're awesome. Like I said, I'm partial. They're on my own bus, but. Uh, I've always been a fan of the South American. Uh, Sprint stars. Sprint stars. I'm not a fan, bro. I, <laughs> I'm not surprised, bro. Well, <laughs> listen, I'm, look, I, 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 I gotta tell you why I'm not a fan. You know, I'm not a fan. The first time I seen them, I was like, I was like, uh, those wheels are queer. Like I looked at it, queer meaning odd or different. And I looked at it and said, hmm, some of them wheels. And they were busted up, rusted looking, whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, those could be kind of cool. Hey, man, how much them wheels? $3,500. I was like, yeah, no. They're not that cool. No, bro. Yeah, they, they ain't, ain't that, that cool. cool. I, I no, but don't I, like the new ones. That's that the, but, but I'm telling you, that was my experience as to why I didn't like them. Because I looked at them like, you know what? I could make those wheels cool. Right, like looked yeah. at them, and I thought I could bless those with being on one of my rides and make them cool. But then when I looked at what them, a gift. and listen, and I pay attention, pay close attention here. I looked at them, School's and I thought, I thought, meh, they're all right. And then I asked how much they were. They weren't and then I was like, an all right price tag to go with them. That's right. It's like you know, you see that a girl, is, you nice. see a girl that's kind of cute. Like she's all right. Like she ain't smoking, but maybe she looks like Blair from Facts of Life, right? Well, whatever, whatever, right? 
and you're like, huh, let me go talk to this girl right quick. And you go talk to her and she's all stuck up. Now she becomes ugly. Yeah. Like just a minute ago, she was acceptable. And then the attitude. So it's like the same thing happens with the wheel. Like if you see something, it's like, oh, it's, that's all right. I, I, maybe I could work with that. And then somebody blasts you over the head with a crazy price like that. Like that's the thing. That's well, so to put crazy. In perspective, those wheels that we have on the right-hand drive, <clears throat> you know, there's so much work done to them and whatnot, and they no, came shipped, that. mounted, bounced, and it was about thirty-eight hundred dollars for those but wheels. It doesn't matter. But you're also talking about a wheel that has had extensive Bro. machine work done to it, turned into a three-piece. Like there's a lot of work that took place. Plus, they're coming mounted, balanced, I, tires. I guess everything. I don't know who's probably trying to prove because we're talking apples and oranges. I'm looking at a busted up, crusty set of wheels. Well, well I what I was, like, what? My, the reference I was making is if you're going to get into that price range of wheels, yeah, you really custom. open up to well, a yeah, lot of you, wheels out you there. You could have, honestly. You could contact the boys over at Rotoform and get three-piece wheels made custom for your car for that yeah. kind of money, you know. You could get some 1552s for that kind of money. Yeah. 1552s. Everybody's like, what's 1552s? They're where the cutout came from, people. Bill, where are you taking us with 1552 wheels? And uh, To a 52 split or 51 split? No, 1552s. Let's see. Oh, no, you have Vizio wheels. wheels. 1552 wheels are the ones that originally came out. Uh, Made popular by Magnus Walker in that Urban Outlaw video. Yeah, no, he. I don't think he had those on the car, but they they were the first. There was the first Fuchs that had the the cutouts or the windows in them. And uh, I believe that that is cast into the wheel. It's not cut into a no. Correct. Yeah. And fifteen fifty two. Here we go. But they're uh, they're a wheel manufacturer, and they did those wheels that have the. the they did a the open spoke fuke yeah fuke style with uh with an open spoke so um what's funny is i because i own a water jet and i was trying to think what could i do to make something cool a long time ago i had that idea to do something like that with it and then i thought eh, nah like i thought it wouldn't be that hard to program cutting some stuff like that but there's there's the 1552s and they're they're pretty you know they're a pretty cool set of wheels, but they're you know is that what Aaron's using on the Foothill Fabs? Are they actually fifteen fifty twos? That looks they look really a lot similar. like them. Yeah, that they does they look may be. Like I mean, there's a couple of guys that that work those fifteen fifty twos that put them on in uh, in Europe and stuff like that. So there's a lot there's a lot of wheel choices. Is my point. So when you start getting into like a couple grand for a set of wheels, what I wouldn't want to do is put a set of wheels on that you know like everybody could get for a couple of grand because yeah. no disrespect on the SA sprint stars, but just the, the price point on them to me made them not I mean, attractive. Same way about the chop rod you just bought. What original BRMs go for? Oh, that's it's insanity. It's absolute Holy insanity. Cow, How much yeah. they're getting for those wheels alone. Yeah. That, that's crazy. And I, w- I would not go out of my way to go buy a set only because that's just crazy. But because, you know, with the purchase of the car and all that stuff, that for me was a, a bigger deal with you know why like that made it that was just an extra an extra sweet deal they are 1552 yeah yeah that, that, that was just an extra sweet deal with buying uh buying that car but i don't know so you're you like the sa sprint stars that was your choice of wheel uh and then you can't pick lms bro oh we're talking vw wheels What's your as VW, VW wheels? Model? I actually like the JGE radars. I had them in my single cab back in the day in the yeah. 15s, but I really dig the 17s. Like, I, I like 17s. Mm-hmm. I like them on bugs and buses. I think they fit our cars better than the 15s do. They do. Um, yeah. No, the wheel radius. Yeah, you're, yeah you're it correct. just looks it looks better in our arches, in my opinion. That's my right. opinion only. But I like the 17 inch JGR, J, the JGEs, JGE yeah, yeah. radars. So. Um, 
my go-to, my I think my go-to VW wheel is going to have to be, uh, if I got a car, I, it's a toss-up for me. And I, I'm not saying this is the best wheel, but like if I got a car, and I'm looking at this car like, okay, I want to make it look cool as quick as I can. And I don't want to spend a bunch of money. I don't want to get wheel adapters or doing that kind of stuff. I'm leaving either five lug or four lug. If I'm four lug, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm four yeah. lug, I'm doing two liter alloys. Yeah, for sure. You know, those were made dope by my brother, George. Or if you get a tight In three, the 90s. We call them turtle backs. I don't know what they actually oh, are. Don't, bro. You need to leave the room. Bro. <laughs> George, take his car, dude. Turtle, you turtle back, son of a. Listen to me, bro. No, I know. You don't got to show me turtle backs, bro. I'm clear. I'm crystal. No, there's, there's the two different styles. No, nah, bro. The flat There's, Just like the one your... finger pointing out the exit door, dude. There's one style turtle <laughs> you back. You got your twisted opinion. Is there like a concave or a convex one? But the, the, the turtle backs... <laughs> I think four lug wheel, my opinion, four lug wheel is going to be a four lug Cosmic's the best looking four lug wheel next to. Does it make a four lug Cosmic? Uh huh. Your boy that's had on, four. That's what's on the Angela Squareback. Hold on, player. I had four lug Cosmic's when I had five lug Cosmic's before anybody knew they made a four lug Cosmic. Matter of fact, some people didn't know they made them. My own brother didn't know they made them, and they were on my Mexican bug. Those are the wheels were on the Mexican bug. Mm-hmm. And I bought an, a set of four lug Cosmic's. This has got to be back to. Uh, it's got to be back to 2006, 2007. I bought a set shipped to me from Florida for $400. Jeez. Yeah. What, what was the four lug originally on? Uh, I think it was just aftermarket made because what other car is the same as a 4130 pattern? That's a 4130 yeah. pattern. It's only made for Volkswagen. No, VW sure or 914 Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. <clears throat> 914 Porsche. Yeah, obviously, nine, where two liters came from. 914 Porsche could have been there. You could get Cosmics in like 13 inches, a bunch of weird cars. Yeah, they were a UK aftermarket wheel, yeah. so I'm sure they made them for all kinds of cars out there. Yeah. I'm sure a Mini, so you'd probably get them in a 10-inch rim or something. But I like I like the look of the four-lug Cosmic. <laughs> this, this is my fa- one of my favorite stories. I share this story time with Bill. Gather on a fire, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got these four lug Cosmics and you know me, I'm like, uh, I don't want to say I'm cheap. I'm resourceful. Right. So I'm like, Oh, Hey, here's this dude who's got this wheel shop. Right. So I had those Cosmics and they were a little chipped and ratty looking. I said, Hey man, can you like polish up the ribs on this thing and then just put new black, like a high gloss black paint on this guy does wheel repair and wheel refinishing. So I think I'm in the right place. I go in there. I thought I walked into Mr. Bill's smoke shop or something because it was hitting a ganja. And I'm like, bro, whatever. I'm like, hey, I guess that's what you got to do to do wheels all day, right? Whatever. I ain't judging. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. So I bring these set of wheels in. The guy's like, yeah, bro, it's going to be at least 30 bucks a wheel. So I'm like, all right, dude, let's do that's this. That's crazy, Mike. Let's do this for 30 bucks a wheel. And I'm like, uh, so the dude does the wheel. <laughs> this, is my, this is how cool of a customer I am. I'm paying thirty bucks. I'm like, bro, I'm paying thirty bucks. Thirty bucks is worth me not polishing these wheels for an hour apiece, dude. That's what I'm telling you right now. So 120 dollars coming out my scratch, bro. Like this is all right. So I got my little penny wallet there, and I'm ready to pay. Dude says, oh man, we're. <laughs> he goes, we're all out of that regular clear. So I hit it with the rainbow. <laughs> huh. It was a rainbow clear. So it's got like a rainbow glitter in it. So it looks like there's oil on the wheels a little oh. bit. <laughs> I was just kind of like, I don't care, bro. That's cool. Like they looked a million times better. And then I actually showed it off. So I'm like, yeah, bro, if you catch them dudes in the light, it's like they a little shimmer. bit. <laughs> like, a, like, a rain, like some rainbow bait. You want to go catch some fish? Bring them wheels with you. But uh, yeah, that's how cool of a customer I am, bro. I didn't complain or nothing. I was like, yeah, but whatever, dude. Like they look... They were clean, they were painted, and I was like, yeah, that works, whatever. And the crazy part is those wheels, those wheels I was supposed to get back when I traded them to my buddy, 
Chris when I traded the Mexican bug back to him for the uh, weekend warrior because I still have the stock wheels that go on that Mexican bug and I'm supposed to trade. So I got to call her up and see if I can swap them wheels back and uh, do something. But she wants to actually send me the bug back and I, I wouldn't mind buying it. I, I never had paperwork for it. Chris said he gave me paperwork for it. I could never find anything in the paperwork that I remember seeing for it was like. Bill lost paper. It was like yeah. a receipt, dude. It was like a Did receipt. Did you have people tear apart the house looking for it? He's <laughs> <sighs> probably Maybe. sitting in that box right behind you. But he had me tear apart the shop once looking for this Alex Springfield steering wheel. Like I spring, here. <laughs> spring Alex. So I still. got I got employees George climbing did in racks. Tear apart nothing. Climbing bro. in racks. Look at like Bill says it's here. It's got to be here somewhere. So we spent a good day, solid four guys tearing apart a shop looking for a steering Stop wheel. Stop it. Yeah, I found it out there in his garage. Stop oh, nice. it, bro. Was this it the one shop here? you're in now? No, oh, no, that's this, good. This was the fancy dancy shop, oh, the, the one that Dean Christen wrote was the cleanest VW shop I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not my shop now. Yeah, so uh, I went to say, so, yeah, Kirsten, Dean Kirsten, yeah, Kirsten. A, Dean Kirsten's been on the podcast several times, but <coughs> so anyway, so my favorite wheel, uh, four lug would be uh, two liter alloy or a set of Cosmics, which I uh, guess maybe, uh, maybe those aren't factory VW, but uh. And then as far as a five lug wheel, it's it's a toss up for me for uh, uh, I don't know five five spokes or BRMs, man. I'm thinking, and it's, I would definitely tap BRMs before five, five spokes on those. I don't I've know, always, bro, I've always been a five spoke guy. Just yeah. at, growing like up a, in Central yeah. California in in, uh, in the '90s, five spokes were on all the cars. Yeah, so. for for me, what made five spokes super cool looking That's was going to be on my son's bug. By the way, is some five spokes. Yeah, yeah. and what the made from Rich DeWitt's bus? Yeah, the one that came off the sand, the quick sand, sand bus. Quick yeah. Sand yeah, bus. yeah, and what makes five spokes cool for me is that. Uh, like the, they're a timeless look. Well, just the Ger- the German folks guys, the way they were just chrome the five spokes. It was like that whole thing in the early '90s when all those dudes were just polished. Because like we'd have polished five spokes, which would have a little bit of a ripple to them. Once I saw a set of chromed five spokes, bro, it was game over. I was like, oh man, those wheels are so dope. But then again, we live in Las Vegas, the desert, and no, there was a plating shop here called APS, and it stood for another piece of. Like when you took your stuff to get chrome, piece sent somewhere else besides here. Oh my gosh, bro! It was the worst chrome shop in the world. Yeah, dude. they would lose everything. It was it was. Tra- I went I went there Sounds one time. Like I dropped shops. off all yeah. my Type Thirty Four Gia stuff over there. I went there, dude. Dude, hand me some Ford F One Fifty quarter windows, and I'm like, I don't think these Did are for fit? me, bro. No, <laughs> I like a couple of mods. Hey, we'll get he, these in. He'd give me some Harley. Uh, he gave me some Harley uh, headlight rings. Oh, there was a Harley guy that was mad. Like, and I, where's my headlight? And rings? I had to bring all that. Where crap? are these SB12s? I, I don't know what that. SB12 yeah. is. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I had to bring that crap back, and I'm like, bro, this, yeah, that, that was, that, that's Vegas, man. That's a, that's the thing that we get stuck here with some stuff that kind of sucks pretty bad. But uh, I just saw recently a guy on we're Insta- on an island out here. Yeah, we are. That's the, that's the sucky part. Like, we never the landlocked had, island. Look, yeah. we hold on. We never had any good. We never had any good skate like uh any, any good skate places like uh skate parks or any of that kind of stuff we had desert surf that that was Way torn down time, in the yeah. 80s yeah torn down the early 80s and uh, we would go skate the remnants the, the we'd go skate the uh the uh archaeological find yeah. of desert surf the freestyle and, and, it, pit. and it really sucked it was like the freestyle bowl that went had like this had desert we were in las vegas it had like maybe two feet of transition to a broken ridge line at the top where they smashed it with like a wrecking ball and we were like, oh, bro, let's go to Desert Surf and skate Desert Surf. And that was. Let's go skate for five if, hours. So, go skate yeah. somewhere for 20 minutes and leave board. If you, yeah, we would like to, have to go skate there. This is pre, pre- they driver's license. They left the, the, uh, the water slide <sighs> up. 
So yeah. we used to sit on our board on this fiberglass water slide that was probably 40 years old. <laughs> Dangerous. Who knows yeah. how long that thing had been sitting there. <laughs> Rickety as all get out. And we'd r- sit on our skateboards and ride down a fiberglass. Like who knew if we'd well, shoot remember, off the side and just I remember die. we had found a, a bowling ball there one time and we took it all the way up to the top and let that bowling ball go down. I got that, a broken bowling slide. ball. Everybody's looking to do any experimenting. Yeah. So, and so, so you guys that aren't from Vegas that want to know where that's at, it would be west of the Palms Hotel and Casino just across Arville right there. That's where that's where it used to sit. It's long gone, but that's so where in that neighborhood back there. Yeah, right, right where, where the King shopping was. center is, where the sushi oh, okay. places and all yep. that stuff. That's where it was. Yeah, Burger King was built on top of it. No, there's no Burger King there. You're thinking of Wendy's, Wendy's, which is further west. But yeah, it was it was there at that corner. At any rate, yeah, that's that's how suck we had it in Vegas. Like no cool anything, no cool skate shops. There was like you know, guy had a half pipe and some crap like that. But, but. we have great VWs here when you find them. Oh man, they're super dry, good. not rotted. Yep. We're spoiled rotten. Yeah, there's some good there's some good stuff out here. But I'll take that over good skate spots. Yeah. <laughs> well, because guess what they have now? Excellent skate spots all over town. Yeah, that's the worst. Like, right? We're all fat and out of skateboarding now. And they got the best skate parks in town. Like, we just can't afford to be. Broke. I was talking to my little buddy Dean Lands, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'd like to skate a pool." I'm like, "Why?" You guys have actual skate parks yeah. in this town. You don't have to. Well, it's like a real deal no, bowls but built for skating. But there's, you know? I don't think, I, I, I don't know if they've got big, deep, 10-foot bowls and stuff an like that. Anthem a bowl? Anthem has no, a big pool bowl, I mean, doesn't it? I don't know. I haven't been there, bro. I don't want to go there because what's going to happen is in my brain, 18-year-old Bill's coming on. Like, We're this. skating this, bro. And the next thing you know, 48-year-old Bill's going to be laying on his real He'd be like, <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, bro, some old dude ate it. That's what, be, that's what the kids will be saying around be the park. Instagram famous, yeah. buddy. Or like, like TikTok now, right? Look TikTok. at this dude. I think he broke his chicken bone. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would get pretty ugly. But uh, the other thing we were uh, touching on in today's podcast was some of these. Uh, you know, uh, Eric. Eric's a little different, bro. Like if you know him, dude, he's this cat's a little different, bro. No denying it. And uh, he likes some some interesting looking stuff. And uh, he he was like, "Hey, bro, you ever seen the VW sixteen hundred out of Brazil?" And then I looked it up and I was like, "Yeah, I saw it, bro." Like, <laughs> but it's uh, it's the it's the the second gen of the Type Threes. And matter of fact, one of these I don't want to want blow anybody's surprise, but one of these was uh, shipped here to the states just recently to be uh, refinished and debuted. And um, we're looking at it, and it's uh, it's definitely interesting. It's got a it's got a really it's got a face for radio or yeah. a face only a mother could love. They definitely need a height adjustment as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, Brazilians. They make good stuff, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, we were, we were looking at these for a second and we're talking about, so what, so what is your guys' favorite, favorite Volkswagen that's not sold in the U.S.? You can get one Volkswagen that's not a U.S. model. What is it? Eric, what are you getting? Oh, man. Notchback. And not sold in the U. That's not, bro. Not stop it. No, no, you're not allowed to do that. There's more of those in the U.S. than any place else right now. You're not allowed to do that one. I don't Why? care. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you, you can't. No, answer. you can't. That's not the one you're allowed to have. That or type oh, thirty. Okay. Any of the ones that, that are like the you. I'm type talking about 30, today. <laughs> today that you that are not normally here in the U.S. What are you? Oh, right getting? now they they like make a modern? freaking awesome Scirocco that isn't available no, here. No, I'm talking in, about not. I'm t- I'm not talking about. I'm talking about classic Volkswagens. That are not normally here in the U.S. What do you get? There's only two of them: Type Three Gia and the Notchback. Fi- no, bro, you got like Brazilias, you got a TC oh. Gia, you got fifty different Volkswagens out there. As far what as styling getting, goes, the Notchback is still better looking than ninety-five percent of those. I already told, bro. <laughs> I already told you, Notchback is not allowed on the list, dude. How about you can go, Fridolin? 
If Fridolin's allowed, okay. that's allowed. It's a it's rare enough where it's allowed. All right. So Fridolin's your is your go to. Yeah, I guess that's what you want. The Mister Mister McGruff mobile dude. Those things are goofy. They are goofy, bro. I mean, I got some good memories from uh, my buddy that had one. No, listen, bro. Look, there's no kidding. Like, I see that car, and the only way it's super dope is you put a wall of 15s in it. Other than <laughs> that, other than that, dude, look, definitely I'm taking out. the 80s. But you're allowed to have any of the cars out there. Like, you could have, you could have an SP2. You could have a Puma. You could have a Brasilia. You could a Puma done right is a beautiful car. Uh, like bro. a Puma done right, and it has to be also the right year because there's a couple goofy looking ones. But. No, well, there's the early one looks more like the is Ferrari. That a, is that an SP2 right there? You just scroll past the blue. Uh, you just scroll past it again. Go yeah, up, I'll show you. Up, Hold on, up, bro. Up. There's an SP2 over here. Where are we at? Man, I just got the fastest right mouse. Right yeah, there's an SP2 right here. Yeah. yeah. Those that's, are kind of funky. That's the SP2. Cool. I don't know. Here's your uh, Bra- Brazilian right here. Here's the yeah. late model What's Bra- the goal, Brazilian. What's the goal? The GOL? GOL, whatever. The, the GOL has a... Wicked case of ugly is what that <laughs> is. I've never even seen one. <laughs> yeah, the GOL's tough on the eyes, bro. Uh, <laughs> the VW GOL is front engine, air-cooled. So is it still like a 1600 base engine? Uh, uh, I think she wanted. No, it looks like awesome. this, bro. This oh, is the is, yeah, bro. Dude, that looks mm, like nah, it bro. came from Czechoslovakia. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it came from Czechoslovakia. Having a bro, yeah, no, I'm not going with that. So okay, that I just gave you your cars you can have, dude. So the Frid, the Brasilia, the uh, the the SP2, the Puma. What are you taking, George? I would take a Puma done right. Puma? Like a, the right, correct year Puma. Puma. All right. you lay it out on some. I honestly don't even know, bro. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, George. I'm going to tell you right now, Georgie. You have never, uh, you have never, uh, you've never seen, you've never seen, uh, you've never seen a, you've never sat in a, a Puma. That's for sure. So, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about. The, so George goes with the Puma. I've sat in a Puma. I don't think you're gonna have a lot of fun sitting in a Puma. And your go-to car is what? So the Fridlin. Yeah, I, I guess I go to a Fred. Are you going with a Fred? Because he's got an extra twenty-five hundred dollars to buy a windshield. I'm having a toss-up, bro. You guys, you guys are you guys are you guys are picking like these cars that are uh, a little more common and a lot more easy. Um, well, you won't let me pick I, a notchbacker. Yeah. No, you're not allowed. <laughs> you can get those cars. That car, you don't have to import that car today. Cars you got to import today. Me. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm, it's a toss up for me between the TC Gia, which is Gangster Boogie. I'll take a late. What are they? The Doka, the old. You could have a Doka. Okay. You may have. I'll that's allowed. That. Yes, I'll You're allow allowed that. that. I will allow we'll the allow Doka. It. Yeah, I will yeah. allow the Doka. <laughs> I want the all wheel drive though, because that thing's going camping all the time. And put a Subi motor in it, dude. Let out some 18s, dude. Call it a day. But I, I like the. For me, it's a toss up between a Brasilia or the uh, the TC Gia. And the TC Gear, like if I got to bring one of the two in, probably the easiest one to make cool, honestly, would be the Brasilia is the cool, easiest one to make cool. The TC Gear, you got to get the right stank on its hangs low, and it, you can't. You just ain't a set of wheels away from looking dope on that thing because it's got, it's got a big body. It looks like a, it looks kind of like a Ford Maverick. You it looks like I mean? a, like a, like a nine twenty or not, not a nine twenty fours or nine forty four. Which one's the really chintzy one? No, nine twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the nine twenty four is the base model. That's, yeah. that's like the I'll try to be cool, <laughs> yeah. but I couldn't. That's with what the, that TCG looks sure like. I remember the one that was up at the Salt Lake Classic. That one was there. I'm yeah, that's sure that's where I met Brian Hamrick for yeah. the for the podcast. I met him, and then somebody. <laughs> 
it's funny because someone's like, bro, that guy wants 19 for that car. I'm like, 1900 bucks? Where is this yeah. dude? And then I met him and he wanted 19000 I was like, oh, no, we can just be friends, bro. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, we got a local boy that met him at our uh, weekend who's purchasing a double cab from him. Yeah. Now, you look at the Brazilian class. Is that a Brazilian double cab? Or is it a... It's a German double cab, but it's going to be worked over in, in Brazil. Okay. Yeah, there's your TC gear, bro. Yeah. But it looks. You know what that looks like? It's like a uh, 911 no, kind of got accosted. No, bro. When you see the front, dude, it's a Ford oh, Maverick, yeah. no, dude. The front end is not as a Ford, as a Ford Maverick, dude. Mm-mm. Yeah. But uh, I think probably yeah, if I is... had to pick, gun to my head right now, I got to pick one. The, there you go, dude. Grabber blue, even. That is hideous. Uh, but yeah, but um, it, it's just so. It's just is the motor for in the me, front. It's so cool. No, it's rear engine. Rear engine, dude. Here's one. Oh, I guess it's a Gia, so they put the look girls at up front. It, baby. You know, if, look, I'm, if we're picking look. a football car like that, I'm going with the four-door 1600 notchback out of Brazil. Are you? But it's got to be lowered, man, because, again, it looks like You like, like going to parties by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on, bro. So there's your TC Gia. I think that's a, that's a great-looking car. I'm going to have to save that one so I can save. Uh, I'm going to have to save this image. As the TC Gia, Bill's TC Gia, and then I'm going to search up a, a little Brasilia. And then, but I like the Brazilians, man. I think the Brazilian you can make look good pretty quick, you know. And then uh, you get the right Brazilian, I think you can make it look good. But all right, <coughs> my mouse has disappeared, dude. The connection to my mouse is no good. This is fantastic. This dude's got to get some batteries in this in this podcast organization. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, we've been on we've been on chatting for a little bit. People are probably sick of hearing us and uh, a lot of blabbering today. A lot of blabbering, but we got a lot of stuff going on. So we talked about beams, we talked about cars, we talked about projects we're working on. We didn't talk much about me, but that's okay, guys. Because next time everybody knows are, about you. Bill. You guys will get to know. More all they about need to do is listen to the podcast previous to this one. They'll hear all about you. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Just talk about me, dude. So. Uh, Shout out to anybody who came out to the crazy weekend. We had a really good time and really appreciate your participation and hope to see you next year along with a lot more. Yeah. We'll look, uh, look forward to seeing everybody out here. Um, uh, Eric, what's your handle on Instagram? People follow you if they want to. The underscore EMD young T H E underscore EMD E J O N G. Man, that's, I can't remember yeah. that, bro. <laughs> nice and confused. Get a pen and rewind that again. You, I, t- right. I told you he likes to go kick it at parties by himself. <laughs> so this will be a bonus episode that we're going to kick out. I'm going to kick this one out today with not much fanfare, not much editing. You're going to get it raw and cut like this with an intro and an outro. Uh, George at the wagon in the background. This is going to be called the Corona Roundtable, bro. Corona Round. So we didn't even talk about having the coronavirus or the disease. So everybody here has had it. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric obviously hit the day of the weekend, so he ended up not participating in the crazy weekend. Yep. Right. Bill, you got it before me two weeks ago. Yeah, I got it, I got it two weeks ago. Um, it's funny. I had so many people comment like, oh, it was the VW weekend. I'm like, that was three weeks ago. Like, how yeah. would I still have it? It's a 48-hour incubation period in this thing, man. So, Come on now. Yeah, so I I, I had it uh, Sunday. I had it the, the the very last week of the Monday of the last week of October is when I got it. And I had a fever. I don't know if 90, uh, 94 or 90, 99.7 is a fever, but that's what I had for one day. It's a very mild fever. And then I had some congestion and uh, and some, that's about it, congestion and, and a headache. Felt like I had you knock it out? Pretty bad head cold. Tylenol, bro. Tylenol. Because I reached out to a few Everybody people. remember, we stopped the world for this. I, we all knocked it out with Tylenol yeah, and vitamins. We yeah, stopped yeah. the I world call, for this. Because I called two people. My sister had had it, which is also George's sister too. Yep. Weird. <laughs> and then Crazy. 
I had my daughter had it, and I was like, well, "What they? What the doctor tell you?" They said, "I just said drink plenty of fluids, take Tylenol, and some vitamins." I'm like, "For the world's deadliest virus!" And so I knew what my prescription for my road to recovery was. So, um, and I actually had a pretty bad fever until I spoke to you on the phone. You said, "Are you taking Tylenol?" I said, "No." Yeah, and you George, said you got to take a fever reducer, Tylenol. And Kim then, T. George's wife was poisoning him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was trying to collect that life insurance. I kept hearing. Huh? I was on the phone. I was like, "What's that noise back?" I was like, "Zing!" Yeah, I kept hearing like a <laughs> like a slot machine noise. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, "What's going this on?" This is the there? most I've coughed since I've had this thing. Yeah, George is coughing ridiculous. it up over here. All of a sudden, I'm about to put my mask back on. Because, uh, but also, this is the most I've spoke. Yeah, since I've, since I've been I've been quarantined for the last ten days. So. Well, look, bro. Let's talk. Dubs gives voice to the unfortunate, dude. That's what we do That's here. It. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so you guys will follow George at the uh, the wagon at the wagon, the wagon, and then of course you guys know where to follow me, man. Don't follow me, you know the what wagon you on do? Facebook. Go to letstalkdubs.com and pick up some merch at the store. Support your boy, and then if you guys got any contacts, people or interesting topics to discuss for VW stuff, especially we love unknown VW history, so unsolved VW mysteries. Um, if you guys got any of those, man, hit me up. Built letstalkdubs.com. And until the next time we do another roundtable, guys, I'm Bill T. I'm out of here. I'm Eric. I'm George. Later. Later. Have a good one, guys.